This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy Weekend Breakfast with Paul and Ando. Now, Paul, you have been working very hard in the last week. What have you got going on? Well, I am super excited. You know, we talked about Keith at Thorpe, the athlete that was going to the World Championships and got to the high bar finals. Well, we've got him with us today. A big joy, warm welcome to Heath Thorpe. Good morning, Heath. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. Now, um, Heath, we did talk to our listeners about your wonderful um, success getting up to the World Championship as an elite Australian queer athlete. But let's just take us back a bit. Just tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Yeah. um, I mean, to start it back with my gymnastics journey, I grew up in Lara, just outside of Geelong. I started gymnastics when I was eight years old at the Geelong Gymnastics Centre, which is now the YMCA. Um, I moved to Melbourne to the High Performance Centre when I was 12 and then Brisbane 16. And now I reside in Sydney at the High Performance Centre there. So lots of jumping around. But besides that, besides my gymnastics, I study communications and I work a little bit in diversity and inclusion with Sport Australia, which has been really fun. And yeah, I have lots of other interests besides flips, but probably too many to list. But basically, hey, it sounds like you've lived your life in high performance. What is this high? When you say, oh, no, it's high performance. Is that like a house that is only full of really special, clever people? (laughs) Not quite. I mean, so essentially what a high performance program is, is like talent identification. And it's either like state funded or funded by other resources. And essentially uh, athletes and gymnasts from... 12 years onwards, um, go to these centers to receive higher quality coaching and facilities. So yeah, not quite a house, but I guess a club for talented kids. <laughs> There's something in the fact that I didn't know these things existed, that nobody actually <laughs> rang me in my childhood. Well, I'm going to say to you, you're, you're, to, you're missing out on such a big thing here because I know for a fact, um, Heath, that you are being sort of got a scholarship from the Sport Australia Hall of Fame who's one of Joy's um, patrons is Sally Cap, who is a board member there. So um, it's good to see that you're getting some of the money back from um, Victoria uh, and from Australia to really put into to, to training. And Ando, he's been working at this since seven years old. It's like, this isn't just a short-term success. This is like 14 years in the making. It's Phenomenal. not me and my three years of recorder in primary school. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not. Now, Heath, tell us, um, you do gymnastics. What is artistic gymnastics? What sort of things, what sort of things do you actually um, cover? Yeah. So the first question I usually get is either do I do the beam or do I do the ribbon? And the answer to both of those is I do neither. Um, so men's artistic <laughs> gymnastics is separate from women's artistic gymnastics and rhythmic gymnastics, which is the ribbon. Uh, we have six apparatus. So we have the floor, the pommel horse, the rings, the vault, the parallel bars and the horizontal bar. Um, and those six essentially create men's gymnastics. And yeah, separate to that, there's women's and there's actually a few other gym sports like trampolining, but those ones are specific to what I do. Yeah, the reason I'm into gymnastics is I used to be a trampoline coach in my younger days. So I was never good enough to agree on the bouncing, but um, that's my small part. Now, do, in order to do the, um, the competitions, do you have to be able to do all six of those disciplines? Uh, yeah, it's kind of like putting a bit of a puzzle together with team makeup. So in men's gymnastics, for example, the World Championships coming up, 
we have four up on each event and three of the scores count. So there's five people on a team. So for myself, I fit nicely into that team because I do do all six events, but there's also some guys on that team that only do two events or three. It really just kind of depends where you slot in, in regards to other athletes in the country. Like yeah. a mid yeah. like relay. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm starting to understand and, this and, 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 and I can't believe Paul let you know that he was a trampoline coach. I do apologize for my co-host. <laughs> and I'm not an elite athlete. Um, <laughs> um, so, so what's your favorite piece? Um, probably the floor. I mean, that's kind of something I've always been uh, pulled towards since I was younger. So I definitely love performing on that. But you got to, you got to the finals in the high bar over in, mm. was it in Paris? Uh, it was in Hungary. We had Paris the week Hungary. before. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. And came and came fifth in the world. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm actually in terrified of horizontal bar. Not quite the world. It's a little bit of a smaller field uh, to world championships coming up, but there's still quite a few countries there. So yeah, I'll try not to downplay it. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Congratulations. To get, to get That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Thank to get you. an Australian athlete doing that well in that level of competition in your sport. This is why we took an interest. You're, you're full. And we want to say a few quick words. If there are any budding gymnasts listening to this out there, any sort of words of advice for them? I think usually my words of advice is always, it always comes back to enjoy yourself and also to be authentic. I think that's something I struggled with when I was a bit younger in gymnastics. I always try to fit into a certain mold, but gymnastics really is for everyone. And, you know, it's a means of health and movement. So I encourage everyone to be their most individual selves when they do it. And that's when they have the most fun. If you've just joined us, we are very privileged in chatting with Heath Thorpe, world-class gymnast well it's not i can't just say gymnast can't what do i have to say what's the proper term i'm you so bad gymnast. at sport gymnast works for okay world-class gymnast <laughs> aussie rainbow community member where are you located right now hey um i'm in ghent belgium actually for the next week and then i go oh, hello liverpool yeah <laughs> Belgium, all the way from Belgium as well. This is pretty incredible. Now, so this Paul, is a glamorous, is a, glamorous life, a glamorous lifestyle there, though. You've gone from Paris to Hungary to Belgium. I used to be a little stop in Vienna for some holiday. Hello. You're off to, um, mm-hmm. to Liverpool. Is that where the World Championships are being held? Yeah, they are in about three weeks. Wow, awesome. We're going to get you back in now, Australia. I- what- when you can you come back to tell us all about it? I just I kind of want to throw to a topic that you threw out to our listeners about Heath. We Heath, we have voyeuristically been following you and talking about you on our show. And Paul tried to explain to me, I don't want to say badly, but maybe it was me, about this leap thing and a gender inequality. Paul, can you please try and explain what I'm trying to explain? Yeah, what I I basically said in a nutshell, and we'll get you to explain it in a much better way, is that you had rattled the cage of the Olympic organization, whoever they may be, figgies, whatever, and had said you wanted to include a leap to get points that was in the women's competition, but not in the men's competition. So yeah, just tell us, have I got that right, Heath? Yeah, you definitely have got that right. So essentially we have this thing in men's gymnastics and women's gymnastics, and it's called the rule book, it's actually the code of points. And it essentially lists every element and requirement that you have to do or can do to make up a routine. And one of the big fundamental differences is on the women's side, there's dance elements on floor because they do their routine to music and they have choreography and men's is kind of like we tumble and we do these little awkward hops to the corner um, to make up our routine. So we don't have the leaps in the code of points for men's. um, But Growing up, I always just like aspire to kind of be like the women and I naturally took to doing leaps and other skills just playing around in my backyard. And 
I guess in the last few years, I kind of asked the question why I couldn't do them in competition as well if I was capable of them. And essentially, it's kind of led to what's become my platform now. And yeah, I tried to submit a leap to the FIG in Paris last week. Unfortunately, got rejected. But I guess, you know. You got to start somewhere. Uh, having seen a lot of floor work, I mean, that those leaps have put the art back into artistic gymnastics. I mean, you have got to be applauded for them. Why did they say no? What was the reason? There wasn't too much of a rationale. Essentially, it's just that I don't think it's the direction they want to take men's gymnastics um, in the next few years. I don't know if that's going to be changed or open to any further ideas. And there's also only so much I'll comment on it as a current athlete. But yeah, it's a bit disappointing. But at the same time, I'm still going to do them if I'm not rewarded for them and uh, I think I still get the recognition even if it's not from the judges. For our folks following at home, I kind of, can you explain this? What, like if you had to verbally explain what this leap is, how would you describe it? I guess what you see in uh, ballet, it's a, technically a torgette half. So it's one of the, if you've ever gone to the ballet, you would have seen it. Um, so and- it splits in the air? Is that? Yeah, I don't want to offend. I'm you sorry. Like kick your leg, you kick your leg into the splits and you do like a, I think a 360 turn. Um, so, yeah. Oh, not something you <laughs> accidentally do. Like, you know, oh, I'm on my way to the bathroom and. A lot of our listeners will be thinking, how the hell do you do that? But also, well done. You're not only an Olympic uh, elite, sorry, uh, an elite athlete, but also you speak French as well. <laughs> no, I-, <laughs> I, wish I could actually speak French. <laughs> Um, phenomenal it is phenomenal so well fingers crossed I think you've got to keep doing it Heath to keep it visible the more people see it the more pressure will be put onto the uh, the fig teams to say actually it should go in the rule book and you should get points for it Mm, hopefully fingers crossed Um, I've got another question just while because we're we're a queer radio station there seems to be uh, a much better openness to queer sports people globally what's it like the gymnastics world yeah I think the reception from the public has improved significantly over the last few years. Mm. But at the end of the day, sport is a culture that reinforces gender norms and stereotypes. So I think you can expect it to be as inclusive as you can imagine. I think the younger generations of athletes are really great. And I've had pretty much positive experiences with all people my age. It's often the people that are older and in control or in different positions that make it a little bit more difficult. Again, Mm. that's why like queer representation is so important. So young younger athletes can come through and see themselves because that's something I didn't have when I grew up. And I think that made it a lot harder. So it's improving, but we still have miles and miles to go. We're definitely behind, I would say, the the normal world. (laughs) Um, Heath, we're running out of time. Thank you ever so much for joining us. It's been great talking to you. You are a role model inspiration. You must come into joy when you're back in Victoria post the world championships. But how do you reckon you're going to get on in the next couple of weeks? What's going to be the outcome from Liverpool? The big focus for us is actually teams. So we want to try and go top 16 around that because next year, if we go top 12 at the World Championships, that gets us a ticket to Paris Olympics as a team, which will be the first time ever for Australians men's. So we're hoping we're just going to keep on that trajectory. So that's my focus, just hit some clean routines and hopefully have a good team outcome. And then the individual results are kind of on the back burner. Well, if it helps for, from an energy perspective, I think Paul and I would like to come over to Paris for those Olympics and <laughs> we're happy to broadcast alongside you and do whatever it takes, mate. <laughs>
Well, my mum's going whether I make it or not. So <laughs> she's going to have a holiday. Someone's going to be there to wave the uh, the rainbow banners and say good luck to you. Heath, you um, best of luck. You've got all of the joy listeners there really supporting you. Um, thanks for joining us this morning. And we'll talk to you hopefully in a month's time. Sounds like a plan. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. Thank you. That was Heath Thorpe, uh, uh, elite athlete with the uh, Australian gymnastics squad. Thanks a lot, Heath. We'll see you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.